Smut the Hell, your safe space to dive into whatever books satisfy you. On this podcast, we discuss all smut, romance, and erotic novels. series by Nikki St. Crow, who has shared a post or an Instagram story from Adriel before. So like, are we famous? Are we famous, Nikki? We're like fake famous. Fake famous. Maybe we should tag her in this. Hey, girlie. Dude, I was so mad when the second book ended and I had to wait for the third book. I was like, read now, read. Oh, I was so mad. But it just came out so recently, um, within like the last few months. So there's three right now, and the fourth. The audio isn't out that yet, though, which is like sucky for me, because y'all know I like the sexy audio. Dude, I have like Google alerts set for like <laughs> things, and it was like this book now, and I was like, boom, and then I read it within a night. I was like, and I'm done with this one. So many people were waiting. It's such a good series. Um, I love it. So I listened to it. I went on a road trip with one of my friends, a 50-hour road trip. That's a lot of hours. It's a lot of hours. Um, But we listened to it together on the road. (laughs) Just her and I (laughs) sitting next to each other listening to it. Was she like a smut reader? No, this was... This is very interesting. Thanks, ma'am. So she did read all of Akatar. Actually, she didn't read Silver Flames, which I'm still get still getting oh, mad at her yeah, about. But she, yeah, but she read the first three. Um, so while that's not like completely smutty, like Resand and Farah be doing shit, but this was her first dive into what what this book is, which is a reverse harem. Yes, it is definitely a reverse harem. Will you remind, so, I mean, we didn't cover triggers or anything. No. Um, what would you, um, so some of the triggers I have written down, just as an FYI before we get into this, is there's abuse, kidnapping, violence, um, slut shaming for sure, mm-hmm. there's murder, and basically dark everything involved ever. <laughs> Love that for everybody. So <laughs> It's amazing. It really is a good book, um, and... It, like I said, it was my friend's first dive into smut. And so I feel like she really enjoyed it, especially the whole Peter Pan aspect. Um, do you want to tell us what this book is about? I'm going to let you kind of take the reins on this episode because it is your fave. So would you mind giving us kind of like a summary um, of what's going on so people get the gist? Um, sure. So I like to refer to it as like the Peter Pan that we always wanted, but we're way too young to have. Mm. Um, let's see. So basically, like it's never Neverland, and like a bunch of shit has happened since we were kids. Shit went and downhill, y'all. Cartoon. This is no longer a cartoon, y'all. This is not a cartoon. So like, Tink got like. 
super pissed at Pan. Per usual. Messed up, like stole his shadow, hit it, caused a bunch of drama, and like now all the Wendy's in the line of all the Wendy Bills. The Wendy, um, it's the it's the darlings. The darlings, the Wendyville darlings. That's what they're called. They're called the darlings. So the main the main girl in this one is Winnie. So it's like historical that like on the 18th birthday, all the darling girls get kidnapped and stolen by Pan and taken to Neverland, and then they come back fucking crazy. <laughs> and her mom was crazy, so she just pushed it all off and was like well yeah my mom's crazy so i don't believe this and then she turned 18 and she gets kidnapped and taken to neverland by pan and a lot of it is it's magical like his shadow is missing because the whole tink being pissed off thing and then like the island's falling apart there's a lot more they're trying to find his shadow like who stole his shadow yeah so like who stole his shadow that's why he steals all the darlings. It's because he's trying to fix Neverland because it's kind of falling apart without him having a shadow. Yeah, because he's like the, the king. Never king. Yeah, Neverland that's what the first king, book is called, right? the Never King. So he's looking for a shadow and he steals the darlings because he's trying to get into their brain to figure out. So he has help. I'm not going to spoil everything, but there is someone who helps. And um, it gets into their brains to try and figure out like where it's hidden. And it has not been working for obviously generations. And this Winnie and this one is the first one who's all like, oh, I am here for all of this. She's like lived her life basically in (laughs) captivity because her mom's crazy and has done a bunch of stuff, crazy due to what happened in Neverland. And um, has tried to do all these random things to stop Pan from coming. I mean, she's doing all these weird witch spells, voodoo, like herbs, you name it, to try to keep him out of their house for when Winnie turns 18. Doesn't work, obviously, and uh, Winnie gets taken away, and so Neverland just kind of feels like a vacay. Like, she knows from the stories that she's probably gonna get crazy and she doesn't know how but off the bat she's like oh oh this this an island she's like (laughs) if this is if i'm gonna like that's my future this is where i'm gonna end up i might as well lean into it pretty much and so like through it a lot of the stories her mom has told her she's kind of like piecing together things and um it's just really interesting and actually like a really dark version do you think oh, how about you name it's like out a super dark romance because it is a romance and it is a romance because it is a reverse harem so there's all these guys and there's her <laughs> yeah uh and just to be clear a reverse harem is basically a female who has like a harem of men, men interested yeah. and they all kind of share her so she doesn't technically like choose one or end up with one or anything like that she just they kind of all share her so like this harem specifically is winnie she's the 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 main Mm -hmm. and there's pan and then there's the two lost boys they're the twins twins and Cass. Mm -hmm. and um Side note, they are related to Tinkerbell and they belong <laughs> in the Fae world. So like, they are Fae. They are Fae. Which I love. And, and there's Vane, who is like, he has the dark shadow where Pan has like the light shadow, which is why the, the whole island. There's is, like, death shadow and Fae. life shadow. Yeah. And there's Tink, who is like their mom that's in the Fae. She's like a Fae ruler in that realm. Um, 
Spanish SME, SME is a girl. Is a girl! Which I love. I love because, it. Because, like, it always felt right. Um, so that's kind of, like, the basic... Oh, and there's Sherry. Yes, Sherry, there's like, Cherry, uh, who plays a big part yeah, um, which in is the end. sister. And, and by the end of it, yeah, she, and she has been, like, kind of taken captive of sorts. But she likes it there. Yeah. Um, she is basically obsessed with, with, with Bane. Yeah. Yeah. God, well, they, well, they have to, but we have to give them a summary. Okay, but anyways, yeah. so she is obsessed with Bane. Out that of, is true. Because, um, like, all the girls on the island, they just kind of, like, fuck the Lost Boys. Like, they yeah. kind of have their own um just pool I, i'm pretty sure there's a line that's like we're the lost boys and there's a lot of lost pussy out there something like that and i was sitting in my car screaming i have to find what it was it said something like we're the lost boys and there's a lot of lost pussy out there and i was like oh all right my favorite so like i'm a huge peter pan fan um, so I have been obsessed with like Peter Pan's story since I was a little kid, like in sixth grade. Um, I it was like some kind of like I think it was the Bush Clinton election. I put posters to elect Peter Pan all over the school. They let me put them up, so I was like, people need to vote and they need to be informed on who they can vote for. And so we ended up having to. It was just like stupid that they let me do it, but I was like so obsessed with Peter Pan that I was like, I need to do this. And then as I got older, I was, like, reading the actual books and finding out, like, these characters were a little bit more aggressive and rude than, like, this Disney personified it. And then to read this version, I'm like, oh, it's, like, the grim, like, sexual version of, like, a Disney, like, where you know there's, like, a lot of stuff happening underneath the surface. Well, in the Disney version, you're feeling the sexual tension. Between all of them, even though they're kids, which makes it awkward. Yeah. Also, like Tink the whole time, and she's like shaking her, shaking her ass, and little fucking sparkles are falling out. And really, she's just like, I need some dick. (laughs) (laughs) So like, but in this version, like they are not kids. It's not like they got kidnapped when they they made sure that we knew that Winnie was eighteen, y'all. Okay. (laughs) Consent. Well, well, not consent. I don't know. (laughs) Some consent. Um, but let's go through all the male characters and you can kind of tell me if you thought they were hot or you were okay. kind of not. Hot or not? Oh my yeah. god. Yeah, hot or not with hot the characters. Not. So it's like a swipe left, swipe right thing. It kind hot of. Hot or not was the OG though. So I have never been on a dating app. So which way Don't is, which way, well, I'm in a relationship. <laughs> well, I just mean in general. It's, it's awful out there. Which um, way is, is yes. Negative. Okay. Right is like, hey, left is like, please Okay, got it. Okay, so um, can I go first with how I feel about Pan? Yes. Okay, Pan is going to be a hard left for me. He's giving crusty, dusty, and (laughs) (laughs) shriveled. He just sounds dirty to me. Um, I feel like I would pull down his pants and there would be like dirt on his wiener. I cannot with you. Do you agree or you disagree? I disagree. Okay. What are you feeling about fan? Um, like the more like you get to know the other characters, I'm definitely more for the other characters, but it's Peter Pan and he has the power. It's like, I get like all of that. I don't get like crusty. I get um, (laughs) 
Uncle from Credence. <laughs> <laughs> we have to stop talking about Uncle Jake, okay? But it's giving, like, just that, like, it's giving, like, just, he can teach things, but he's, like, interesting because he's, like, very willing to share and wants everyone to be partaking in things. Yeah. And it's not, like, he wants everything for himself, but at the same time, he's also like, no, that's mine. Mm-hmm. So it's a very interesting um, dynamic. Even even after three books, seeing the possession and the like, also lacks of as it like releases. I don't know how I feel about Pam fully. Mm-hmm. Um, I would pick the twins. Okay, yeah, that's where we're going because the same. <laughs> I mean, I would one hundred percent pick the twins um, because they're funny. They're like they like it rough. Well, we're getting to the twins next. (laughs) So the twins, um, Cass and Bash. Okay, I would definitely swipe right, right? Yeah. Okay, swipe right because I feel like one, you know I'm always here for a face situation. And um, (laughs) yeah, and I feel like... There, I I felt immediate, like they were immediately, like they were sweet, and they cared, and I like that. Um, they are, they seem more clean to me than uh, <laughs> Pan is, and uh, dirty pirate. And I feel He's like. I feel, <laughs> I feel like all the scenes with them were really hot, and it's. Like, this whole thing throughout a harem, I feel like none of them are, like, jealous, jealous. Yeah. They're kind of all sharing. And so it's hot to me that the brothers are like, oh, you, yeah. Yeah. How, what did you think? And you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not, like, um, like no it's animosity. Which, which is weird because usually, like, I love a man who's territorial. I love it. And so it's weird that I was like, oh, my God, it's funny that the brothers are, like, talking about their sexual encounters. What about you? Okay, so, well, to wrap up the whole pan thing, I think that, well, because, yeah, so, I think that depending on how his profile is presented would depend if I, like, do left or right. Mm -hmm. Like, if he's, like, the douchebag, he's, like, I'm just going to put up pictures because I'm so cool. I feel like just left all the way. But if he's, like, I'm interesting and I have this weird shadow thing and I, like, rule a kingdom, I'd be, like, well, I'm interested a little bit. But with twins, like, right all day. Bane. We're not there yet. Tell me what you think about the twins. I did tell you. They're funny. They, somehow they feel very, like, protective and, like, they will take care of you. But also, like, they'll fight for things that they believe in. Like, they're just fun. And then there's two of them. I love that. But also, (laughs) I feel like, I feel like they're really key to the story, too. Yes. Well, they are very key to the story. Mm -hmm. Like, you, they they feel in the first book more like side piece, mm-hmm. and then the more like side into piece. it you get, you're like, oh shit! Like they are like intertwined. They are integral into like the political dynamic of this island structure, and like who's ruling and how Pan's gonna right like, pan out in this. Like, how Pan is gonna, gonna pan, pan out? Good um, one. Like I did it. I was like, oh, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> Pan's gonna pan out. Um, yeah, no, I really, I really like them. I like their sense of humor. I like their, their sexuality. I like that they aren't competitive, but they're also, like, protective. And as much as they're not competitive is 
they're not also going to share with other people. Either. Oh, well, no. Like, well, it's a written like, rule. No, this is her. She's ours. It's a rule. Everybody knows that they can't fuck the darling. Yeah. And everybody knows, well, only Winnie really is like theirs. Everybody knows. Um, and then everybody knows, like, obviously, it's a thing. They all share her, okay? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but everybody loves a brotherhood. You know, everybody loves... Like a really, really true bonded brotherhood. Yeah. For example, obviously, I love Supernatural, Dean Winchester, Jensen Ackles is the love of my life. And (laughs) um, I mean, it's crazy because for me, in a show, it has to have drama. It has to have, you know, like comedy. It has to have sex. This show has no sex in it. And I was still just like glued to it because I loved the brotherhood of it all. But it has like sexual connotation yeah it does but like am i seeing titties no no (laughs) but like they say things come through cw but they like definitely they're like and where was you like yeah yeah but for me down for me i need like hbo level shit to be (laughs) interested (laughs) pretty much but um i was just so glued to the show i loved the brotherhood of it all i was like really upset when they were like drifted apart from each other. Like I'm invested in these brotherhoods. What's another one that's good? Um, um another one that is like not. Ooh, like, Vampire Diaries. But um, another one that actually I feel like started it was Boston Legal because they have like the bromance between the two. They like really started like. I never romances. watched that show. Um, it was like William Shatner and James Spader. I didn't watch that show. And it was like um late '90s, so really started. <laughs> so I was bit. so I was just born. <laughs> It was, but it's a great show, but it started like the, it started like the term bromance. Okay. The show started. That okay. Was, it, like, so it's one of, like one of those weird It walked so things. that the Salvatore brothers could run. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. <laughs> and literally run because they're vampires, because so they fast they, as hell. Please don't get them. <laughs> but anyways, um, moving on to Bane who is everybody is scared of Bane he has the death shadow so he's very aggressive I feel like his aura would be like that like deep purple I don't know why I just said that Adriel showed up a hippie today and I'm just I've never once because I've never once been like you know what your aura is are you good I might not be but it's fine his aura is violent. <laughs> she walked in this bitch and smudged the place too. <laughs> I'm done with you. I'm done. Anyways, so <laughs> so Bane, yeah, he's very aggressive when it comes to sex and then just how he treats people in general. Everybody's scared of him. Everybody knows he has the death shadow and that he's just a very scary person. Um, and the character Cherry like is obsessed with him him. loves him she loves sex with him and she always comes back like roughed up and beaten bruised beaten the fuck up and it's just very questionable um for bane i would just have to i mean it depends on what you're into everybody's different obviously i'm gonna swipe left in my head i imagine him very hot i'm like i imagine him looking very hot um but we love a guy that's rough around the edges. But I just don't want that. I would end up swiping right. I was going to say, I was like, I know 
of this bitch about to fuck. <laughs> because I'm really drawn to emotionally unavailable men. I, it's like, it is my biggest red flag. Yeah. I, I would be like, mm, you're hot and unattainable, and that's just my type. I feel like a lot of people are like that, though. So oh, that's, yeah. yeah, no, for sure. I'm sure most of the people read this are like, that's my man's. That's why I just don't date anymore. And then, like, it was just, like, the disrespect of it all. I mean, when Winnie first gets kidnapped, she's, like, she, I'm pretty sure there's a line that's literally, like, I'm a fuck a lost boy tonight because she's yes. trying to get out, find information, whatever. So she's flirting with all of she's them. Like, I'm gonna do what it takes. I'm gonna do what it takes. Yeah. So she starts flirting with the twins first, but when it comes down to Vane, she's like flirting with him, and he gets close to her, and he like spits in her mouth, and I'm like, Yeah, it was gross. It was. It was gross. Yeah. I mean, she did get her way with the twins first, though. She did she with one of them. She definitely um, had them breaking the rules on the very beginning. Yes. Which was like a big issue. Like at first you're like, oh, dude, Tan is going to be so good. Because the rule is, before they become a reverse harem, the rule is they all know don't fuck the darlings. Like even Pan. Yeah, even Pan. Don't fuck the darlings. Don't touch the darlings. That's a rule before. It's almost like but that's like what got them into this in the first place, right? It was like. They trusted the darlings, and then... And then one of them is hidden their shadow. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, obviously now we can't trust the darlings, so don't fuck the darlings. Yeah. <laughs> don't do it. The, uh, the definition of these hoes ain't loyal. Yes, these hoes ain't loyal. These fays ain't loyal. <laughs> these fays. Really. Um, so, I thought it was so sexy. Um... I don't know what it is. I don't know if I would do this in real life, like a cuckolding situation. Maybe if the situation's right. But the first thing that happens is Winnie breaks the twins. They're the first people to do sexual things with her. And they are, is it, I can't remember if it's Cass or Bash in the first book. Um, but they're doing stuff. I and it's Cass, but I could be very wrong. And then Pan walks in, and you're like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. And Pan sits down, and he goes, no, please. He's like, please, keep going. Yeah, he, yeah, and he's like, please, keep going. And Pan watches, and Winnie kind of likes it. I feel like, um, she is there for it. Yeah, but I feel like that's kind of hot. It is. It was like, and even how they presented it, it was like, I think it was also because you thought, like, oh, my God, they're in so much trouble. Yeah. And they're And he's like, no, finish. And he's like, no, 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 keep going. Yeah. So then he gets up and. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. And um, I just have one question is that throughout these books, Winnie is so fucking full of cum. Yeah. Dude. It's like, oh, baby, are you on birth control? <laughs> Like, that has to, like, what is the next, like, there has, like, there's she, no way she has, that she is that full by, like, four different people everyone all is, day. Everyone all is day. finishing in her. She's just laying there. The, all their stuff is, like, mixed together one after another. And I'm just, like, dude, there's dude. no way. There's no way. So, in an unstory-related question, 
let's say <laughs> she gets pregnant yeah. by in one day and there's four different sperm yeah. in there and somehow like how like oh my god like and like what if there's like twins and they're like from like two different dude okay so like low-key can that happen listen to me oh can that happen i don't know i don't know doctors and people who know things because we clearly don't let us know i have an ex whose baby mama fucked (laughs) fucked him and two of his friends and none of them knew who the dad was for the longest time they were like all right who's the dad none of them knew like she got pregnant and they were like okay who's the dad i feel like they should have but it was definitely him in the end anyways oh okay so one thing in the writing um that i had never heard before that like caught my attention was Winnie is talking about like her her vaginal area and she said he grabbed my mound. Yeah, I'm learning more and more different ways or, to say vagina. Yeah, like um one that I really like is her sex. Yeah, because it just makes it very like obviously specific. Yeah, like, it's my sex. Yeah, I like that. I think it's hot. I like that one. Um, I don't know how I felt about mound because it's like mound of what. <laughs> yeah, it was like. It's, it's giving it's like, like your vagina's hair. doughy. Yeah. Oh my god. I was thinking like hilly. <laughs> your vagina your vagina is a like, mountain range. That mound. Thanks. Yeah, so that was interesting in me. And you another thing I noticed is like a lot of writers, they have one thing, like one line they always say. Like they continuously say it over and over and over and over and over and over. Especially in smut, I notice. Um and one thing that Nikki St. Crow keeps saying is something ignites in me, ignites in me, ignites in me. If I have 25 cents, <laughs> not 20, maybe a dollar. If I have a dollar every time I read blah, 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 ignites in me in these books. Oh, I haven't even paid attention. Now I want to and like make tallies. A, tally a lot of stuff ignited. Money. A lot of money. Yes. Honestly, like I need to make a tally, but it's hard when I'm in the car listening. And <laughs> which book was your favorite? I think that my favorite was the um the dark one, the second one. Okay, I was gonna say the same because at the end, uh, ch- that's when Cherry gets the shadow, and you're like, dun dun dun. It's really good, but it was also the shortest, I think. So it was like really easy to breeze through. And then you get to the dark one when Vane is, to me, the most interesting character because, like, he's not from Neverland and he has, like, this whole story and he's mm-hmm. the only one that's not really from an original Pan story. Right. So, to me, as, like, someone who loves the Pan story since childhood, I like a new character that's been introduced and, like, getting to know, like, all these other sides, it really comes with, like, bringing in a darkness into what makes this, like, childhood story deeper and darker and have like more depth and meaning and he's troubled side note who the fuck reads books out of order (laughs) i feel like people do people do that no it says one two three nobody goes two three one or like that's silly well like with nancy you're silly and stuff like that you can read any of those like in general there's no ween in nancy drew like we're not (laughs) wow wow and nancy drew built me (laughs) respect ma'am 
sneaking into my parents' room. Let me tell you something, guys. This is crazy because, like, Nancy Drew built you. But with me, let's get deep and personal now. This has nothing to do with this book, but it does have to do with smut. Um, I think what, like, maybe, like, a sexual awakening situation or even what made me have the curiosity I have to this day and my infatuation with boys, like, not to brag, but I did have my first kiss during circle time in pre-K. Not to brag. <laughs> but what happened was is... I was, it, I, I can't remember how old I was, but it was definitely one of the ages where you wake up in the middle of the night and you just kind of like sneak in with your parents and sleep with them. Maybe this was around the time where HBO came came out, was like doing their thing and was really big. Um, but I snuck in with them and I looked at the TV and there was a threesome going on. Mm-hmm. And I was like a baby child. And I couldn't stop staring. I, I was like, what the f- is going on? Like, I'm a kid. <laughs> I am a kid. And when I wake up in the morning, my dad's going to serve me chocolate milk. Like, what? What am I watching? It was so interesting, but it like kind of made me so curious. And I feel like at a young age, that's what kind of like made me curious about boys and I mean I haven't really dated that many people or had that many boyfriends but um like it did set this kind of like like I said curiosity and infatuation with boys and like I don't know I feel like I was always going out of my way to look for romantic situations like um after that include no I was like a kid I wasn't looking for like sex obviously but when I was watching TV I was like Disney was like oh who's gonna be this girl in the show's boyfriend or like even in the library at school I'd be like oh let's find like something where there's like a romantic situation or just I was just so curious after that moment and I feel like that moment set me up for my life and like made me the curiosity like the curious person I am today okay so one I have two comments okay one I read something that like 23% of Americans I shit you not believe that chocolate milk comes from brown cows (laughs) what the fuck yeah just to piggyback on the whole chocolate milk situation because like they don't Y'all, milk comes from cows, just period. Okay. Just all the just, yeah. I found that very weird. Okay. That is That's weird. That's a lot of percentage of people. That's giving flat earther. Anyway, go on. And second, my sexual awakening, which is way more interesting than the chocolate milk thing. So um, we had, I grew up in Colorado, and so we had a basement that had like a crawl space, like dug into it, almost like an attic style, but mm-hmm. in the basement. And we found naked playing cards and we thought well granted I'm 10 years younger than you so we thought it was younger. scandalous I'm older than you sorry <laughs> definitely not younger so we it was like scandal scandalous and we we're like oh my gosh and then like within the same year my friend discovered the pile pile of playboys in her father's closet so it was all in one year so all of a sudden we're all just like playing with these naked playing cards and like what do you play like go fish <laughs> <laughs> i was like 
six, dude. <laughs> you got you got any you got any titties for? <laughs> I was like five or six, and then like we'd be like reading like these Playboys, but we could barely like do anything about like we were just like oh my, but all of a sudden you're just like hypersexualized, and MTV was just 100%. becoming a thing because it was like the late '80s, and we're like oh my gosh, Madonna, what titties, boobs, what, what? Was there hella bush? Yeah. Damn. I feel like in real life, for girlies, personally, I don't like a bush, but sometimes, like, I feel like in pictures and editorials and magazines and stuff, I feel like a bush can be done correctly. Yeah, as long as it's, like, trimmed up properly, right? Mm -hmm. And, like, there's not stragglers and it's not, like, crazy where it looks like, like, a ZZ Top beard situation. Um, I think hair can be art. Yes. I think, personally, like, it really depends, like, um, especially being in the South, like in Texas, like during the summer, I like waxing or whatever, mm-hmm. like during like the really hot times, cause you don't have to do it as much. It doesn't grow back as fast. You don't have to worry about it with like swimsuits and shit. Um, but I also kind of feel naked. Yeah. This was a tangent. Let's get yeah. back to the book. Let's <laughs> so we love Peter Pan. Yeah. I love him. Well, um, not me. He's crusty, but... I mean, but in general, I'm sure he started out meaning well. <laughs> I kind of I kind of want to be with Hook. I'm really curious There's about a difference. the Hook line. Because yeah. it's interesting, like, growing up, like, being like, Hook is the bad guy. And, like, one of the taglines for this show, like, for this book series is, like, you've always been told, like, Hook was the bad guy. You've been wrong or stuff like this. And you're... And at first, like, the way that Pan is described and the way they're talking about him gives Hook mm-hmm. to me. And it reads, like, that dirty, like, pirate, like, grungy, like, gross, like... I don't know. Hook... Like, yeah. Hook seemed cleaner to me. But that's but... what I'm saying. Like, but most, like, the way that Hook's usually personified was how Pan was being presented in this series. Yeah. And so at first, when they were describing him, I was like, this sounds like hook to me, not mm-hmm. pan. Like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't think of pan like this. Because it is a dirty and gross thing. Well, also, there is another series that we'll eventually probably cover. I'm pretty sure it's called Hooked or something like that. But yeah, it is. it's called Hooked. Okay, cool. I'm really down to read yeah. that. Because everybody loves a villain point of view. Everyone loves a yeah. villain point of view. And honestly, I feel like Pan's kind of a villain in this. No, 100%. Like I and said, he's... kind of isn't. Like, it's, it's weird. Like, it depends how you're looking at it. Really. It's dark, um, like I said. And so, obviously, Pan was going to be portrayed dark. Yeah. Um, but the girl I read this... Or, like, listened to it with, she was saying... Um, like, after the first book, I was like, okay, like, we can listen to music now. Again, we're on a road trip. And she's like, no. Like, this... You gotta see how it is. This storyline. So we, like, slip, uh, flipped over to the second book. And the fact that... It, that's just telling a lot. Because, like I said, Smut sometimes, like, doesn't always have, like, a really great plot. But I feel like... I feel like she she read it for the plot. I really feel like it. And so I do recommend this book if you are looking for something uh, that does have really, really, really great sex scenes, but also, and all different kinds of sex scenes. And it's also familiar. Yeah, it's familiar. So it's a little bit easier because you know the characters, you know the place, you know like the kind of 
just it's just a little bit twist on it so it makes it a little bit of an easy dive yeah and like it kind of brings you back because there's like they bring up a lot of things that are in like the movie and so you're like oh I yeah, forgot the about movie, that stuff that's in the book that's not in the cartoon I completely right? forgot about all the shadow stuff and I yeah. was like oh they're bringing the shadows through oh, okay girl, it's a big deal it's yeah. a big deal like the J.M. Barry part of the book like Tink is a bitch <laughs> Every time, like, it was one of my nicknames in college. I was called Tink. And my my GM at the restaurant, she was like, I just, you know, you're like a little pixie, like, spreading happiness everywhere. And deep down, I was like. Not just that, but she does look like Tinkerbell. Oh, I do kind of. But I was like, "Um, Tink was a bitch. She tried to kill Wendy multiple times. She's killed other people. Like, she's not a nice person. Wouldn't that dick make you jealous? (laughs) You, you. Um, wrapping up, is there anything else you want to say about this book? Um, it's really well written. I just think that the character development and getting in the story, for especially for how dark it is, it doesn't like um, it doesn't dwell on like your mental state. If mm-hmm. that makes any sense. Yeah, no, it does. I just really love it, and I love Peter Pan. I love the, like the different take on it to make it a very very different side, which I just appreciate anything that's. Something you already love, but it, like, takes a little bit of a twist. And I love that she leaves the books, um, all the books so far, left on a cliffhanger. Yeah. And so you're like, fuck. You're like, I just know I got to read more. Yes. And so I do love a cliffhanger book. Um, I do recommend any books by Nikki St. Crow. She's got a really great writing style. She does really good character development. It's really, she's very easy to read and to feel like you're not reading smut even though you are because you're just really into the story yeah she does she does good stories mm-hmm. well thanks for listening we will talk at you next week we'll talk at you later bye, bye.